I've waited for a long time to be out here playing Survivor. I live for challenges like this. I have a world record in pull-ups with 100 pounds on my back. I did 15 in a minute. But this is like the ultimate challenge. There's nothing like this. Like, yeah, there's a million world records, but there's one Survivor. From the beginning, I've had to fight for people to believe in me, even doing hurdles half blind. They thought I was crazy. I became an all-American in hurdles. Like, I fight and I'm very competitive. Sometimes I bring that into certain situations and they're just like, you're, you're too much, Drea. As an exotic animal veterinarian, you never know what you're gonna see when you come into work. It might be a tiny canary with a fractured leg or a giant rhino that you have to put your hand up its butt. I'm gonna come out into this game acting like a pigeon, something that's non-threatening, but really I'm gonna be like the owl in the night. You're not gonna hear or see me coming until you're dead and Jeff is snuffing your torch. As a young woman, as a Gen Z, I feel way outside of my comfort zone. I mean, the most I've ever even camped is at music festivals, like truly, like it's definitely a weakness. I mean, I'm an awkward runner. I'm an awkward swimmer. I'm nervous about the bug. I will burn instantly. I'm already worried I'm burning now. Even sand, sand is horrible, especially like when it like sticks to your whole body, it sucks. These 18 strangers have left everything behind. I've been trying to get on the show forever. This is like a lifelong dream. They're about to take part in an adventure that will forever change their lives. There's something for me that's here that I need to find. A complicated and dangerous game designed to test them by pushing them further than ever before. How much farther can I really go? How much potential do I really have? forcing them to adapt at every turn. Whatever twist Jeff is gonna throw at us, I need to be prepared. And challenging the beliefs of what is possible for those brave enough to say yes to the adventure of a lifetime. You get one shot at this, you get one shot, and I'm gonna give it everything I got. Who will have what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast all the rest? This is Survivor 42. Welcome back to the Bitter Jurors podcast. We are a queer survivor, super fan podcast. Man, it still feels like so good to say that, like after a year long hiatus. Um, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Derek Reining, and I am joined by the monster from the horror movie. It's Sam Stanish. Slit my throat and call me high. Key excited for season 42 of Survivor. Oof. I'm glad I called <laughs> you a monster before we started because holy I was shit. proud of that one. Okay, well, speaking of high, um, she is bleeding a lot. It's Kirsten McGinnis. <laughs> I was, like, rushing to look up Lydia's tweet about having, like, the juiciest ass in all of Survivor, but I didn't get there in time to make the reference. Damn. Oh, damn that was what you said intro. better than what I said. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> She's killing the Twitter. But, yeah, um, we're here to talk about the premiere of Survivor 42, um, and obviously I feel like I'm not alone in saying this was a really fun premiere. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it with both of you. Kirsten, yeah. what'd you think of the premiere overall? Did you do any pregame stuff? Like what are, what are your yeah. thoughts? What are you thinking? So, uh, my thing recently has been 
I don't want to know who these people are. If I'm in any drafts, I go based on their pictures. And if I like them, which I think has resulted in me having like, hi, Marianne, Dre. Like I, I have good people based on the pictures after the first episode. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having fun. I feel like there's a, a little damper on the episode with poor Jackson. But other than that, good episode. Yeah, I saw someone call this cast goofy, and I just like it's it's perfectly accurate. Like I just I it, they are so great. I love them, and like I feel like for a long for a lot of seasons, I feel like I look at these cast bios and cast pictures, and I'm like, these 18 people are gonna be the next like Survivor characters who are gonna live in Survivor history forever. But like this cast, I feel like had no phase like that where I just feel like from the jump, I was like. Yeah, this is a cast of the show, and I'm so excited. Yeah, they all seem like fictional people, which I love. <laughs> That's the best kind. They seem a lot more zany mm -hmm. uh, than the 41 cast, so that's exciting. And, like, not to say that I don't like the 41 cast. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say here. But mm -hmm. I do just, I feel like it's, like, a lighter energy. We already kind of know how all these twists at least work so that we... We don't have to be confused by them. We could just be like, oh, yeah, remember when it happened? And we, we could just enjoy the ride. Agreed. Which is, I'm surprised. Is this the first season we've ever gotten? I mean, obviously, besides, like, returning seasons that we've ever gotten, like, a previously on the last season of Survivor. Like, that felt very unique to this season, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I can't think of anything along those lines. I mean, they've, they've flashed back to when they, like, reference other seasons, but they've never been, mm -hmm. like this is how the production of the show works and these people haven't seen the show that you've already seen. Yeah. I guess they were like, we need to remind them because even though Jeff Probst said he won't read our tweets, he still doesn't want to see them. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, sometimes I don't want to see my own tweets either. So I get that for Jeff. I um, wish I never had to see any tweets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, literally, because I took Twitter, I've, I'm now back in my trying to take Twitter off my phone phase, and mm -hmm. I, because I remember, like, specifically from when I first got on Twitter, you could sign up to have a text number where you could, like, text in yeah. a tweet mm -hmm. to Twitter, and it would go up on your page. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's literally all I need. Like, I just want to set, be able to send out tweets. I don't want any incoming tweets. Yeah. But I think that that service has been ended, unfortunately, because, you know, they want you in there. They want you to be looking at tweets. Well, I think that was like a flip phone thing. So like on T9 Word, you could draft your text to like, I think it was like 21212 or something like that. <laughs> and like, because I, I was I was texting tweets all day in high Same. school, like my unfiltered <laughs> thoughts straight to the Internet. <laughs> and if you ideal. wanted to delete something, you had to, you, you really you had, had to, to go run. to a computer. <laughs> you had to trek to a computer to do. I know uphill both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. I'm so excited for all three of us to be on Millennials versus Gen Z whenever that happens. <laughs> because I'm like no, but I really do feel like I'm back in high school with. I don't. I took Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. What? I really have a sense of like logging into the net when I like get home and like get on my computer. I'm like, mm. let's see, if, let's let's see what's happening, uh, and it's it's been a joy. I just I feel like Sam is doing like too much self improvement, and like he's just gonna be so much better than me as a person in short order that he won't have time for me anymore. No. I mean, no, it's bad because I like have to in inflict these like <laughs> weights on myself to like hold myself back from my <laughs> terrible terrible nature mm. 
And if it helps the mm. martyr complex, then so be it. Like, <laughs> perfect. Uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, let's I'm talk about Survivor. Just like yes. I was joking about incurring, like, I assume I, like a head wound was his story. I don't understand. Well, but the blood wasn't on his face, really, was it? It was mostly it was on his chest. Air, his... Like, it's like, are you. I don't understand. Well, because, like, the thing is, okay. The blood is hilarious. The idea of being like, here's one of the things you could cover yourself with. But like at some point you're going to go in the ocean and get rinsed off and there will be no cuts or abrasions. So why would you use it? I agree. Also, like literally can't even think of another survivor challenge where somebody has bled. Like, <laughs> and definitely yeah. not three people at the same time. And like, definitely not in that amount. Well, I yeah. think only, only high put the blood on, right? Yes, oh, which okay. I think is, is that true? I totally understand why he did it because it's just like if production hands you fake blood for free, was why it would fake you not blood it? or was it animal blood? Was it the cow's blood from uh, when did they have to drink cow's blood? And oh, milk? god, like, I don't, don't yeah. um, <laughs> I believe it's fake blood, but okay. well, then I then they should be taking as much as possible because then it's made of like corn syrup and that's like good oh. caloric content for early day survivor. <laughs> That's genius. They should have just like been drinking the yeah. fuck out of that little blood. But then they that's been a more like, we had to drink blood to get <laughs> this thing. Unlock the ores. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I really love this idea. This was like a cool idea for a first challenge to like instantly anything that gets like cross tribal alliances started is a lot of fun. Anything that forces people to lie to their tribe is a lot of fun. And it's this is like something unique. We haven't really seen something like this before, at least to this degree. Um, so I really loved it. And they did it in such a great way where like, they, I feel like we haven't seen that thing where they have people run out into the woods to like do something like farther away in a while. And so they had these like two separate parts where like some, they actually went and did one part of the challenge like out in the woods where nobody could see them. And then they had this thing around the corner where like they had the, like, the twist that got, um, who all was it that was in there? Um, Hi, Lindsay, Lydia. Drea, and Hi, like oh, where they like, the amulet twist is so good. Like Derek was saying, like it promotes cross tribal alliances, but like the twist on it is that it's more powerful the fewer of them there are. So they like might want to take each other out. It's like, this is everything that we want in a twist. Like this is the perfect twist to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is, this is another one I think where people are really going to start being like, is it a prisoner's dilemma? No, it's not. <laughs> That's like all anyone. I mean, to be fair, I'm the same way. I assume every logic puzzle is. Um, yeah. That's so funny. they do this, um, and they. But yeah, the last I last one I can remember is like Panama. That's what I always think of is the running off the Danielle De Lorenzo of it all, mm -hmm. um, which I think is very fitting for this cast. This feels like an entire cast made of new Kasaya members basically <laughs> this like whole this season gives me the energy of a post all-star season like if we skipped season 41 like this feels very Vanuatu this feels very Nicaragua to me it, but it's like it's just a it's the next season after 41 mm -hmm. absolutely it has the vibe for sure <laughs> um, I don't think I understand what that means but it's just because I'm stupid so it's I feel like seasons that follow all-star seasons like are looked down upon um unnecessarily even though they have like good casts oh. yeah i think it's because like 
casting decides, or at least this was the way it used to be. Um, like, okay, we just did All Stars. We just like blew our load in a sense. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I used that turn of phrase for that, but uh, okay. <laughs> um, I gotta go. <laughs> um but so yeah so they i don't know i feel like they go for the zanier people post all-stars just because they're like trying to build up a new cast of people and i agree with saying that's the feeling it well it, it feels like for 41 they were like let's get the game bots and then for mm -hmm. 42 they were like let's have the fun characters when they could have just mixed it up <laughs> on both of them and had a more balanced cast but you know what it's fine if they don't want balanced cast then i i'll live with this <laughs> I so. just yeah, I think that there were definitely a larger proportion of hardcore gamers that we saw on season 41, but I also think it could possibly be that like with 42 they just had more time to go through the footage and like had like a better sense of mm. like the stories that they wanted to share and tell or like just like had a had more time to like figure out the best stuff from each to be every person. Cuz like this this episode was a joy for so many reasons mm -hmm. but we like we saw somebody did the confessional count and everybody got at least two confessionals and nobody got like more than six or whatever and like i don't want to say like it's good that jackson's whole situation happened that like we can get into later but it definitely helped that only one tribe went to tribal and it was still a two-hour premiere like a perfect combination it is i live for that um, and the fact that two men are gone, like that's that's the perfect premiere of a Survivor season to me. <laughs> yeah, but why did it, why did how one of them have to be Jackson? There were I know I love Jackson so much. Jackson and Mike to me, like going into this season, I was like, it's giving. Like I was ready to turn into whatever the version of a nail mail is for them. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm very ready to do that for Mike. I love Mike. Of course. Oh my god. The, have you seen the Mike nipple situation though? Like he doesn't what? have any. <laughs> He doesn't have nipples? What? Like he has them, but there's like the areola is so small. It's as if he just has like the small little protruding part and nothing else. Aww. I kind That's of love so that for Mike. No, it creeps me out. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Kyle XY, but um. Yeah, except no. it's not about the belly button. Yeah, it's the areolas. <laughs> I thought you were about to like reveal something really horrible about Mike, but I mean, I guess tiny Oh no, I know is... nothing about him. Okay. <laughs> um, can look yeah, like Mike anything. Um, Pre-game, I was really working with, those are small though, that's very interesting, I didn't notice. Very, I've it's never sort seen of like, anything well, like it. They really needed to get him and Xander in the same tribe, balance it out. Um, oh okay, but I, I pre-game for our assessment, I like, I had listened to interviews, but I didn't really remember them because I listened to them like a week before we did the assessment. And I guess I, I was just like very afraid to, you know, enjoy a guy. But it, so now I don't even remember <laughs> what Mike said in his bio and stuff, but like the, the, the like, my feelings on Mike skyrocketed higher than anybody else. Like the proportion where I was before, like I didn't even really think about him. And now he's like shot up in how much I love mm -hmm. him. And everybody else is like, has gone up, but it's like not to the degree Mike has. Mm -hmm. He's what a cutie. I don't even remember hardly <laughs> seeing Mike in this. I don't understand. But you know I will, what? I'm happy for you both. We'll be on Mike Watch, okay? We'll let you know. <laughs> um, who was standing out to you, Kirsten, in this group so far? Like, who are you like, hell yes, I want to see this person win? Or, like, I just want this person to be around a long time? Um. So the people that I like the most are Marianne, yes. Hi, Drea, um, and Omar. 
Mm-hmm. All ringers. Omar mm-hmm. is, you know, Canadian. He's an exotic animal veterinarian. And he followed me on Instagram before the season. So I'm like, yay, Omar. Check, 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 check. Love I've it. been a big Omar supporter from pregame. I, I've, and like this episode d- did nothing to dissuade me. Yeah. Uh, loving Omar. Very, very high on Omar. I'm kind of thinking that like he, I don't know. Cause, uh, wait, I'll, I'll save it for the edge section. Ooh. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts, but specifically on a meta level where I'll wait to talk about it. Okay. Interesting. Um, You're just trying that. to make me stay for the edge section. Mm-hmm. Is Sorry. it working? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is working. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, I agree. I love all Marianne, I think, is I was going in expecting to love Marianne, and then she just was like even better than I was mm-hmm. expecting. Just like every time she was on screen, the fact that she's just like constantly smiling or like wailing in pain, also great. <laughs> like, she has love... the strong emotions and she, she wears them on her face, and I love her for it. Absolutely. Yeah. What a cutie. I, you know, we need, we need this on the TV. I feel like people talk about this a lot with um, the late, great, canceled Raymond Bledsoe, uh, who (laughs) has like the most powerful positive and negative reactions to things. uh, Just like agony, ecstasy, I feel like people talk about a lot with uh, Raymond. And I feel like Marianne is very much in that camp. But better. Really was like, who the fuck is Raymond? And (laughs) you said Bledsoe and I was like, oh. Yes. Um, po- yeah, I don't know what he's doing on Reddit anymore. But we're here to talk about Marianne. Way better. Love we her. love Marianne. I just want to like wrap her in a blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, I feel I, I. That's how I feel about a lot of this cast. Honestly, yeah. Like very adorable people. Um, I love Jenny so much. I was like ready to stand Jenny. I wasn't like sure if she would be allowed to deliver. I feel like her like sort of archetype is usually given a choir to edit it, but she got to like be the hero of the triangle challenge. Um, yeah, she really, I mean, she volunteered for so many different things where she was just like, no, like I will be in the premiere episode. <laughs> like, she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna do the triangle thing. I'm gonna go on the boat to the prisoner's dilemma thing. And she did like, a, she did something else where I was just like, oh yeah, she did the puzzle. She for, did like, the puzzle. But so, she like, also succeeded in all of those things. I know. Yeah, so I'm proud I was of her. Not surprised. Yeah, I yeah, do I also. Love- I I was a mistake of me not to include Jenny also in my my top because she definitely is up there. Yeah, she's well, low so key. Many people to fan. Mm-hmm. There's so many people. Like, I really feel like there's only one person that I'm just like, well, I know I'm not standing you and <laughs> everyone else. I'm like, yeah, I I, I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like two where I'm like. We're just not gonna. I don't need to oh, talk about two, them. Is there a second one that's like speaking that? of uh the the dislocated shoulders uh, oh, at the okay. end of the, mm. at the oh, end of the yeah. first yeah. challenge yeah. I, like truly Daniel's arm like was dead like it like I I guess I've never really <laughs> seen a dislocated arm or like anything like that before but he was like running and like truly couldn't even move his arm it looked like really scary and I thought he was gonna have to get taken out of the game. I know. And then he was in the immunity challenge. I was so shocked that they Why didn't, didn't sit they him sit him? I don't know. I mean, I guess that was they they got they sat out Lydia instead, I believe. I right. mean, I don't know. I guess it's just like uh Daniel by being like, just stick it back in, no painkillers, just do it. And like <laughs> looking so tough, um, made it seem like he'd be just totally fine for the challenge, but 
Uh, I'm a little, I, I feel like I worry for him because it's still just so early in the game that like if they were close to the merge, I feel like it'd be like, oh, well, we'll keep Daniel because he'll be easy. He won't win anything. But mm-hmm. right now in such small tribes, they really need the strength. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. He was able to, he did like, did do a good enough job in both challenges. Like he like obviously was dragging behind in the reward challenge because of the dislocated shoulder, but they won mm-hmm. the immunity challenge. And um I don't know. They're like in the he referenced Stephanie Lagrosa getting her shoulder dislocated, and like in that same challenge, Rupert like broke his toe or something, and like yeah, where they both carried on. They did. Yeah, broken toe, you can just tape. That's true. Um, in a who dislocated to... shoulder, you can just pop right back in. I mean, I can dislocate my own shoulder like at will. Oh. Maybe he did. Okay, this was my thought. Was like I know people can do that. Maybe he did it on purpose to like generate no because it's it's not like that though like i don't think it would show through the webcam but like when i do it like you can feel where it's not in the socket like i can feel where my shoulder should be but like i don't think it looks like that different like but it just sure. my right shoulder is always like i could just pop it out and then i'm just you know i, I would <laughs> live for... so disgusted <laughs> i'm just waiting for the genius style like flashback reveal that he can dislocate his shoulder on it's, command and... i just think like an actual like injury dislocation looks very different from if you're like your shoulder like just pops out mm-hmm. okay I'll, I'll take your word for it but i also love the idea that's no that is that. a like 4d chess level <laughs> move it's like tyson it and he's a big fan the, daniel's a big fan i feel like he would uh go to the tyson playbook absolutely he is the type to do that i'm sure um <laughs> um so once again they reveal you know you're not going to get any rice. We're going to force you to work for these basic supplies. How do we feel about this? I don't, I feel like the show doesn't edit it in a way where it feels impactful, but it seems they react to it as if it is like huge. I don't know. What are your I thoughts? hate it so much. Just give them food. I don't care if they got three catered meals a day and got to sleep in a hotel. Like I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, just let, give them enough so that they actually have brain power to play. The yeah. only thing this does is force them to have somebody this season Lydia be in a confessional saying it's way harder than any season that's ever happened before and all that that does is make former players who played on longer seasons with supplies or whatever like get mad at that person it's like obviously the producers were like would you say that this season of Survivor is harder than every other season in the past and Lydia said yes I would say this season is way harder than every single other season like it doesn't mean anything it does like literally could not translate less to tv and like it just makes them so boring and tired yeah i mean i feel like survivor maryland has proven that like like if they're well fed like they'll they'll still have great television yeah i don't it just like literally like sam said has like no impact on the television product it feels like other than to like you said make them a little groggier which is yeah whatever we're getting (laughs) craziness in big brother canada right now with a lot of food oh yeah, that uh, Big Brother Canada is really uh, on one right now. <laughs> I'm not powerful uh, week uh, in the big Canada. Yeah, I, I, I did the update on Saturday this week uh, because I was busy on Sunday, and then uh, it was almost a two hour long update because Friday was like insane. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay, baby. You did a great job, and so did Brian Scally the day following. Mm, Scally, so my hard. beloved. <laughs> hey you stay away from my friend's couch <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'm sorry um 
Yeah, so um, I forget who, who won the reward. Blue, right? Yeah. I could not tell you also what color any of the, like who is on what color tribe. That's I'm, another like I found so much more joy through consuming Survivor as like I would call it like casual plus like because mm. I'm definitely tweeting and engaging with the discourse, but and doing I'm, podcasts and like <laughs> guessing on a I'm guessing on a podcast because you asked me and I I love talking to you both, but like. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a casual plus. Like I'm not. That's this you know, is yeah. the key to enjoying things. I yes. I've I've started doing this with both Drag Race and Big Brother. And true, like it's like if I miss an episode here, it's like that's fine. <laughs> and if I don't, if I don't know exactly what's going on on the live feeds of Big Brother, it's like it's okay. <laughs> like someone like, will tell you fine. if you need to know. If it's really mm-hmm. important, you'll find out. But I have I've also just never been good at knowing who is on what tribe ever mm-hmm. it's like tough even though like you would think that you know like these 18 people cast which is apparently the lowest they'll ever go ever again um it's yeah it's still hard to keep track i just remembered i think i'm pretty sure it's blue because i was like oh god are we in for another invisible blue powerhouse tribe just like never going um... to tribal which i don't think is going to be the case clearly <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but they did win the reward challenge. Uh, and so the first tribe that we they're the first tribe we see after the challenge, they're doing mm-hmm. introductions. Zach is like, I'm Zach. Uh, <laughs> says, like, he's a super fan. I'm um, Adam Klein. He literally says, like, I'm a super, super duper, duper fan. fan. Well, yeah. and he even, like, I think he actually was putting on an affectation to try and sound more like Adam Klein because in no other point did he have that quality to his voice or he's mm-hmm. like, you know, the thing is, I'm a super duper fan. Yeah, like the, the confessional yeller as we as we affectionately called Adam. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love Adam. There's nothing wrong with aping that a little. Yeah, I'd love I to wanna... be more like Adam Klein. Absolutely. Me too. I would love to be get on Survivor just so I could scream in confession, <laughs> so that everybody back at camp can hear me and like what my thing my thoughts are. So it's very uh you know open to what people are uh, so trying to think about me. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's genius. Just like tell everyone exactly. Do people do that in Big Brother? Can people hear into the diary room? No, it's soundproof. But oh, people boy. sure do scream in there. There's I I just saw a clip came up on my timeline recently from BB Can One and it's Peter Brown and Alec are in the diary room doing one together and Peter starts doing his normal diary room thing and Alec's just like do you always sound this loud in here mm. like why are you yelling I guess the soundproofing does work because like it's so loud like oh my god okay it's a kind of, it's like when people do you have people in your lives who when they're on the phone they talk at like beyond full volume like yeah, for me. whatever reason. you're that you're that person <laughs> um I, it always makes you jump a little I'm like oh my god okay they can hear you don't worry <laughs> or especially with the, if somebody puts their phone on speakerphone i don't know why but oh. that makes people like scream at the phone <laughs> it does and you, the only reason to put your phone on speaker honestly is if you are like a kardashian or a housewife there's no other reason i'm sorry Derek, sometimes I'm on the phone and I don't want to hold it, okay? <laughs> you, okay, whatever. Yeah, why should I have to hold my phone and talk into it? That seems like a lot of work. That's totally fair, but that's what AirPods are for. It's like uh, you want yeah, me to I'm be like, on one of those AirPods old phones never. where I have to hold something up to my ear and up to my mouth. <laughs> Let me make like, a call. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but I find that when I'm on the phone with my AirPods, people can't hear me right. 
that's fair okay um so wrong derek sorry <laughs> play to the wrong Team speakerphone you should try to be more like us okay okay fine <laughs> swati introduces oh, herself yes. she says also that fun. she's 20 even though she's 18 uh and she tells them that she's in the national guard uh and you know she's that's her thing I, I still think yeah. that the lie to be 20 instead of 18 is one of the funniest, stupidest lies in Survivor history. Yeah. Like, because what is it really accomplishing? And I can't wait until she misses some sort of, like, hyper-specific reference that she would totally get if she was 20, but will not know because she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I don't understand the point of this. Like, I'm sure it's, like, part of it is just to, like, sell to casting, like, ooh, I'm 18, but I'm gonna try to lie. But it's, like, I feel like the strategy is, like, why would you want to lie about your age, honestly? I feel like if you say you're 18, people are just uh, gonna be more impressed, I feel like. They'll just be like, oh, that's awesome there's, that they're doing this 18. I don't there's know. There's enough 18-year-olds that have played at this point where it's not so um, novel. The one, the only funnier age joke i can think of them and i'm sorry i keep bringing up big brother canada i can't help it but in season seven um that woman who was like 42 yeah. lied and said she was 28 mm. oh and like she didn't look 42 but she didn't look 28, 28. Either. okay that i live for i it's so funny <laughs> they, they caught on they did <laughs> But no one really yeah. called her on it. Like, no one ever was like, oh, yeah. We They were just like, yeah, Mama K. Like, that's what we call you, even though you're apparently 28. <laughs> a young mother. I, <laughs> I don't, like, I just don't understand the reasoning behind lying about your age. It's just, like, one more, like, fact you have to remember to lie yeah. about. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised at how little we got of Swati. Like, I would thought she was going to be kind of a bigger character going into this. But she's, I don't know. Seemed a little quiet, um, yeah, which is understandable. I think that nothing really super relevant happened for her. Like I, mm -hmm. I haven't uh, given up hope that she'll be more of a exciting character. I mean, she... I did love her being shady to Tori after Tori's like it, like oh, is do you pronounce it Swati? And she's like, oh, is it Tori? Like that's mm -hmm. so funny. Like yes, she's also the this. first person we saw target Zach like in the post tribal thing, like mm -hmm. or in the post. That's true. Challenge thing. And like it was almost like she said it and then Rock's row was like, Yeah, we do need to get that. <laughs> uh and like on lying about your age, like I do feel like there's a lot there is like a perceived large difference between an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old. Like I feel like as you get younger and younger, the differences between the ages are like make a bigger difference. Like you if, if you think about an 18-year-old and you think about a 21-year-old, like you have different like perceptions. And I can I feel like I said this in the cast assessment, but like I guess it's something where, like, maybe adults around her would be more likely to vote for a 20-year-old to win than an 18-year-old. But still, it just seems, like Derek's saying, like, too much to keep track of for no reason. Unless you're, like, going to use it to, like, when you get close with someone, be like, oh, and by the way, I'm actually 18 and, like, prove that you yeah, but, like, trust them. Even then, if you choose to do that, all you're proving to that ally is that you have no problem lying for no reason and that it slips <laughs> easily out of your mouth because exactly. you lie. Yeah. Um, and also, like to me, an 18-year-old and a 20 or 21-year-old are functionally the same to me. They are children. Mm -hmm. I should not be around them. I don't want to be around them. They have right. nothing for me. 
That's true. Maybe my perspective, I guess like that's her, that could, that's probably her, that's definitely her perspective as an 18 year old where like a 20 year old is like a different. Yeah. Yeah. I it's feel like an adulty or adult. It is. Um, I feel like maybe the lie should be like, okay, I'm 18, but like I'm in college. Like that as I feel like that perception helps a little. I feel like if you're like, oh, you're like literally in high school, that's like a, a weirder feeling I'm sure for people than if it's like, oh, you're just like are on the younger side. Wait, but for she's, your I think she, she wasn't is in, in high school, was right. she? Yeah. I think she is in college. Yeah, like yeah. she's or she got accepted to Harvard, which I, I get the whole lying about Harvard thing, like because whatever there is that perception, but it's, it's I don't know. I just think too much lying about who you are is like not a good thing. I agree. Um, but yeah. Anyway, she seems like fun. Like you said, Kirsten. I hope we get to hear more from her. And she was like a big part of the vote, at least. Um, which I guess we can I don't know uh, get to that when we get to tribal. Um, what did we think of these challenges, though? I'm so happy. I always live for the um, tie a bunch of sticks together challenge. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and we haven't. I felt like we hadn't seen it in a while. You need mm -hmm. a poll that's long enough and strong enough. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, it's just you know, he has such a way with words. Jeff was like on one this this episode. He was like giving like quirky little looks to people. Like I don't know what he was doing. He did his um his survivor guy sorry for you thing in this episode, and he sounded so gleeful when he said it. <laughs> He's Sam, like, do you I... remember what this is? No, I remember Survivor Guy, but I it, like. Do you mean when he like like tells people to leave because he doesn't have a reward for them? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like at yeah. the end of, I think it was the immunity challenge. He go, he turns and he goes, "Sorry for you," but he said he sounded so happy to be saying it, and I was just like, "This man is out here on location doing like peyote." I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's giving literally RuPaul. Like every season, there's one episode where Ru is like. On this, in this season, she claimed it was, like, a coffee enema or something. But there's, like, definitely an episode where she's, like, I don't fucking know what's going on. But she's, like, a little out of it. That's how Jeff felt this episode. He was, yeah. like, he was, like, a little sprite being yeah. like, weird. It was, like, Julie Chen vibes. Yeah. Very I, A little too playful. There was only, like, two days or whatever between the end of season 41 and the start of season 42 so maybe mm -hmm. he was still riding the high of getting to the end of a season oh, and maybe. like still like feeling super invested that way sure that's fair and if i just watched erica win i too would be like you could not bring me down from my cloud of joy I but do we joy. know how jeff felt about erica winning i feel like we can probably guess <laughs> i feel like he probably didn't feel great about it I'm sure he wasn't like I'm sure it would Erica wouldn't have been his first choice, but I do feel like he probably cared on some level about how a woman hadn't won in a really long time. So I'm sure that he was like happy that a woman had finally won. I'm sure he's happy that like it's the first uh Canadian woman to win or Canadian at all to win, that sort of stuff. So like I don't and I feel like he would have chosen Shan to win, but like I yeah. think that he's fine with Erica. Mm -hmm. okay. I think Jeff is like a lot more um, susceptible. He is not immune to propaganda. I feel like he like gets bought into whatever the people at Final Tribal are saying for the most part. Unless your name is Michelle Fitzgerald, then he's like, are, uh, "Let's bring back final statements one last time, <laughs> just in case Aubrey has anything she wants to say." Um, but I feel oh. like I don't know. I feel like Erica was very convincing in that Final Tribal. So no, I think she did a great job. Mm -hmm. Slayed it. 
We also uh, got a point where Tori was trying to use Harry Potter <laughs> to <laughs> connect with Swati and Zach. And I like it was it's funny to me to look back on this and recollect because like the people Zach and Tori, who were like the people who were mainly talking about Harry Potter, are the ones who were like on the chopping block <laughs> uh at the end of the episode. So I like that as the like a, a through line in the episode. Yes. Um. Did either of you listen to Gabby Pascuzzi on the REGP podcast yet? No, not, not yet. yet. I really try. I'm. I love Rob and Rob as a podcast, but I try to wait until after we do our own episodes yeah. so that I don't just like accidentally repeat things that they said. That that is super fair, and it's normally something I would do too. But I ended up. I just wanted to listen to Gabby, and she was like, Always. "It is so embarrassing to bring up Harry Potter. I can't even believe that these Gen Zs like Harry Potter, and uh, it's it, like maybe a Harry Potter alliance would be good because you're both too embarrassed to admit you like it." That you wouldn't expose it, and she was so funny. I, I, I like, love Gabby so much. See, it's funny because I agree with that now, but when Michelle and Aubrey connected over Harry Potter on their first season, like I and like they were talking about it in their pregame or whatever. It, what like it's so funny that like in the past six years or whatever, it's like become so unbelievably cringe talking about Harry Potter. But like I now, like, in the, it just recently, like I felt like it wasn't nearly looked at as mm-hmm. in the same way. Like but I think they had a Harry Potter tattoo or something, and it's like it was like not terrible to mention it. Mm-hmm. But it was still embarrassing. We just weren't saying it because it's Michelle and we love her. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I was watching with my roommates who neither of whom are Survivor people. This was like kind of the first taste of survivor for them and they're like oh what is this is this about harry potter adults so i had to you know remind them that you know that's not always the case you know and this is like the first time anyone's like said like harry potter on the show i'm pretty sure so when it was also too i um i was talking with mary kwikowski this weekend and she was like it was very obvious that zach doesn't even actually know about harry potter at (laughs) all like at all. Swati and Zach did not want to talk about Harry Potter. Like, yeah, Tori was, of course it was Tori who brought it up, and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, and how timely. It's it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not surprising given that a certain uh, British transphobe likes to, you know, spout off, like, like clockwork every single year. So mm-hmm. it's always going to be timely. <laughs> but um, It's always timely to call JKR. A shitty person. A, a shitty transphobic monster, and we hate yeah. her forever. And yeah, horrible. Anyway, period. That was an, a horrible blot in an amazing episode. I, yeah. I forgot it happened because also, I did not want to remember it. So Tori is so she's a therapist, but lying about being a care worker. I didn't know that you could. How do you get to be a therapist? Like, don't you need multiple degrees to be a therapist? Can you have, like, don't you need a PhD? How would she have that by 24 to be a therapist? No, okay, I, a, you, could, you need, for, to be a psychiatrist and, like, prescribe drugs, you need, that's like, med higher school. learning. But, like, I think that therapy you can, tr- you can start after like i don't think there's any like oh, you... see in canada that is not true in canada you have to have a phd everywhere except for alberta where you need a master's oh well i will say this she did say in one of her videos preseason that she is a therapist who specializes in eating disorders so i don't know if she's like technically like a i don't know i don't know what that whole situation's about like maybe she's like a new nutritionist or something but like it's therapy. I really mm-hmm. don't know. I'm just going to guess that in America, you have a lower standard for what can be 
a therapist. That's a good guess. Because I just, or I guess, I guess 24 is old enough to have a master's degree. It yeah. just feels wrong to me as an elderly, crusty person now. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt that there's a lower standard in America because we know that her dad is a medical doctor and writes blog posts about not needing to wear masks. So, like, you know, there's well, all sorts of... They too- like and not to be too you know controversial or anything like that but like a lot of stuff is getting said about like tori and her dad and like the anti-vax of it all and i just want to be very clear that this is not strictly anti-covid vax this is anti-vax like her dad who is a medical professional is posting about how vaccines cause autism and stuff like Mm. like it's like next level kook yes jenny mccarthy People magazine don't do vaccines yeah. level like pre like you said pre COVID like this was just like a thing they already thought <laughs> like so even worse. I kind of forgot that anti-vax was a thing before COVID and it definitely was and I just completely. It, it used to be more about like left wing hippies were more so like very granola and then mm-hmm. now it has taken a hard right turn. In every sense of that word, yes, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Except, well, except the one that means correct. Not in that sense. Just well, in the you... politically means sense. No, like... you just admitted it. That you're an anti <laughs> a... No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a right, incorrect opinion. Um, but yes, so... Sorry. We learned about the Savier Sweat Challenge. <laughs> okay, and so this is so interesting that they both did Savvy when last time both did Sweat. It's because they that... totally like nerfed one and buffed the other like they made the bucket one way worse and it made the triangle one way better they get two guesses yeah and for the sweat one this time it was just for one person and so mike was like uh if one person is going to be chosen to do the water carrying it's definitely going to be me especially he's like so uh i'm gonna get everybody to do the triangles thing (laughs) we're a team we win as a team, we lose as a team. Period. I and I do the I like I, I think it's more reasonable to choose the sweat one when there's two people doing mm-hmm. it or whatever. Or like I don't it, it just seems And they more... couldn't talk to anyone. I feel like that wasn't a rule last time. I feel like people could like go up to people were going up to like Deshaun and Danny, weren't they? Were they? I know, I don't like, I don't I don't remember. I just don't remember the law of like you don't even get to like interact with the people. Um, I guess, yeah, and you're right. So they had just seen sweat happen last season, so they wanted to maneuver so that it would be savvy this time. Yeah, got I it. think so. Just I'm glad like we finally it. saw the triangle thing. I was shocked that both tribes got it right. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> if I was there, I would have been like Jonathan and just been like, I think I got like 12. <laughs> so it, was just like, it was so funny. Like, was. he's instantly like, okay, I'm done. It's 11. And Jenny's like, <laughs> no, babe. Let me explain how this works because I don't <laughs> think they get it. Yeah, she like looked at the. I feel like she probably assumed that seeing like a white man with dreads, like he probably wasn't gonna be able to count the correct amount of triangles. Like that's a safe assumption. Um, Guys, just so that we're all aware that we don't get flamed, uh, the yeah. they are on different tribes. Are they? Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Who are we thinking about? Omar, is Omar the one who's with him? Yeah. I was like, I'm was up to 33. I feel like both tribes had a situation where someone was like, got it, I'm done. And then respectively, Omar and Jenny were like, Yes, yeah. you're out of control. You well, because Mike was like, who's somebody who's good at reading stuff like triangles? <laughs> and so it's like Jenny like volunteered. Yeah, I love that for her. Um, yeah, who's that's good perfect. at reading triangles? <laughs> 
and it worked. They it they did. found the one who was good at reading triangles. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like, who was the uh, yeah? Which I li- yes, representing over here. Um, but uh, who was the? I feel like was it Marianne? Like someone on the other tribe like got fifty one, like knew it for sure. Marianne and Omar did it, and I think Lindsay did it for the orange tribe, and like mm-hmm. it seemed like Jenny was the one mainly doing it for the green tribe. Mm-hmm. And they both got it, which I was. I mean, the fact that you can do two guesses is like obviously like the the center for it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was cute that they both got it though. Um, I, I like which both. tribe was it that was like, okay, we think it's fifty or fifty-one. Do we guess fifty and fifty-one or fifty-one and fifty-two? That was Jenny's. No, no, it was because Orange for sure had fifty-one, but they're just like, well, what are we gonna throw it on? I think Green was like they couldn't decide it was if it was fifty or fifty-one, so they put both of those. Um, and Orange put fifty-one and fifty-two, I think. Okay. Um, and they both got it right. Sorry. You, listen, you invited me on your podcast and I said I will not do any additional preparation. That's totally, totally okay. fine. Yeah, no, also, I'm glad that they got their supplies because like we were saying at the beginning, I don't want to see a season where nobody has anything to do. And like if, if they don't have supplies, that's even one fewer. It's not just that they can't like make fire and get food, but like there's even less that they are even capable of doing at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a boot for me. Um, yeah. So then we also had another... Um, prisoner dilemma island situation go on um and we who were our three it was marianne drea and jenny right mm-hmm. which great i'm so excited for our final three love that um and i i like that each of them had different sort of like methods i think because marianne was like i just want to go please <laughs> which i thought was cute um and then drea's tribe i think drew straws or something yeah, Drea's, Drea drew straws and no, or no, they did a rock paper scissors. Yeah, Jenny drew a straw. Okay, which is cute. Um, these little games, but yeah, this was a fun little getting to know people. Marianne's story was very effective. I love, I just love everything about her. She's the best. Um, I do think that since they sent three women on this hike they should have made an exception and not made them hike up the mountain they should have gotten like a car or something of course uh, i just stopped making women hike you know for the fair <laughs> sex exactly um i th- i like i mean it was basically the exact same thing as like, this was one of the twists where they were like yeah we didn't change anything at all uh exactly. but the, it, we got through it quickly enough and i also like uh oh that they didn't do it right after the immunity challenge it's like why was that ever like what they were doing in season 41 um doing it on an off day makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. wait you don't think they should take people away from their tribe right before tribal council uh to do this somehow that that isn't something i think they should do interesting (laughs) i just can't imagine why yeah hmm weird <laughs> it really makes you think it does uh but yeah they do I, there's really not since it was the exact same as 41 it's like there's really not much to talk about here it's like there's i feel like there's always gonna be one person who like just protects their vote because that's just the smart thing to do true um, yeah but like i'm glad that she jenny protected her vote and like was like they presented it like she really read the situation correctly mm-hmm. and that like she knew that the other two were gonna risk their vote for different reasons and like she, you know, got got to keep her vote instead of everyone losing their vote. Proud of her there. Mm-hmm. Yes. A little bit legendary, if you ask me. How do you guys feel about the, like, 
people are complaining a lot about the like sob story element or whatever like i don't like i just feel like people get uh, people are getting so mad that we're like learning about the backstory of the people on the show like with jackson and with daniel and with marianne at prisoner's island like i'm happy to learn the stuff about these people like it's giving us a better impression of who they are and like adding texture to the character yeah yeah i think those people want survivor to be sports and I don't want survivors to be sports, so I love this. This is cute. Like I, I get that it's like different, but like it's fun. I mean, even if Survivor was sports, I would much rather know about people than not know about people, mostly because I'm nosy and annoying, <laughs> right? But on the other hand, like it gives us another layer of being like totally insane about this show together where we can be like, oh well, this person has x tragic backstory how will that you know change how they're going to react on the show plus it's like i don't know nothing ever like i mean a few iconic things have come from like purely strategic moments but it's like the things people joke about and remember are like not strategy things like you really want to watch a bunch of like nerds like go watch chess like go watch chess if exactly. that's what you care about like and that's fine if that's what you want to do i'm not shading that go Go watch yes. chess, but these are people playing a game. Right, we tried exactly. Survivor Cambodia and it sucked, and so we're doing it this way <laughs> instead. Exactly. Um, um, but also, wait, I love I loved that my one of my favorite moments of the episode was at the start of Marianne's tragic backstory where they had like the happy birthday song singing. And yeah, but, like it was they, a horror like, movie. It was like a horror movie, exactly. Like they had they like slowed it down and darkened it and like made it like distorted. And it's like what? Like, it was such a bizarre <laughs> choice, but it I like both times I've seen the episode, it like cracked me up because it just came out of nowhere that like her parents <laughs> got twisted into like this like scary beast. It was very weird. Like, why? Who, who? Like, whose job was that to create that? Yeah, like to make. I don't understand. Is it like they really want this to be like the horror movie season? Because we got the the monster mentioned this time. Um, I know that was like just a a commercial thing for forty one, but like Jeff straight up caught call, like calls attention to the monster in the horror movie, which again, not really clear on what that means. Yeah, so I guess they had realized they had come up with this monster allegory uh, towards the end of season 41. And so he said it like at the reunion and everyone was kind of like, what are you talking about? Okay. Uh, and so then this, of course, was two days later. So now he can insert it into the whole season. Yeah. It's like, is it the is the monster the winner or is the monster the game? I think the I monster is the game and like the conditions, like the harder. It's the danger, you know. This is the most dangerous season. I don't like he... that they use that word to describe like game danger. Like it's dangerous in that maybe you'll lose your vote sometimes, or maybe you'll get ejected from the game on a dice roll, um, or like. You're yeah. getting so dizzy because you haven't had lithium in two days and you Jesus, just can't yeah. eat. <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about the, that's just like, I don't know. I, this sucks for Jackson. I'm glad that they let, I mean, but it's also like, just let Jackson like go to Fiji for a day if that's what you wanted to do for him. Instead of like, one, like causing, I'm sure some losers are like resentful towards Jackson for like taking a spot in quotes, which is idiotic. Like, I oh, think I hate Jackson's. Them. Yeah, because, like, Jackson is awesome. I'm mad that we don't get more Jackson because he was, like, one of my favorites going into the season. 
Um, and also, like, why did they clear him? To yeah, go on? so, okay, so from what I can tell, and I have not read Jackson's interview itself, so like, there's probably more I'm missing, but the sure. vibe I'm getting on Twitter is that Jackson is not mad at anyone, but also that's what he would say because he wants to come back and play Survivor. Okay. Uh, but so the vibe I get from the situation is that he thought he could fully wean himself off of lithium before the game started. And so he was never going to tell them because he did not believe that it was a concern. He was doing this under supervision of um, his wife, who's a nurse, like right. was going to be weaned, but was not able to fully wean off of it before the game was to start. Right. And so when he got there, he didn't even if you could safely take lithium on no food and water. He didn't even have enough to get through the game anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and so he told them at the super last minute. Um, and apparently if you're on lithium, if you are dehydrated or malnourished, it can become toxic in your body. So it's not right. a medication that really could safely be used in Survivor, especially when they're not giving you rice. So I think yeah. he waited as long as possible to say something because he thought, A, it wouldn't be a concern, and B, he really wanted to play, which is totally right. understandable. Absolutely. And then when he told them, I think they really wanted him to be able to play and were hopeful that they could make it work. But also, if they couldn't make it work, having him out there two days to get his story so that they can exploit it for television was worth it to them as well. So, like, yeah. I, I was feeling that it was a lot more exploitative on Wednesday night itself. And then after getting a little bit more information, I'm like, okay, maybe they just wanted him on the show so bad that they thought they could make it work, but then realized, like, the nutrition requirements and the blood test requirements were not something they could do. Yeah. But I still just think that you have to go with like the utmost caution and just be like, you're on season 43 if you are able to fully wean off of these. Mm -hmm. See, I I feel like there was like gray areas, obviously, from both sides. And like, just mm -hmm. like, because like, obviously, I just feel like if I was Jackson, it's like either tell them ahead of time or don't tell them. It's like weird to like go up until the final minute and like then tell them like right before the game starts. But like at that point on production side, it's like you either have to make the decision to take him out and like not let him play. And it's just like, yes, he seems like a great casting choice, but like if you just sent home a alternate like the day before or whatever I think is what has come out, like fly them back i guess i guess they would have broken the quarantine then and they wouldn't be able to start in time anyway jackson like shouldn't have been able to start the game but also with things like people saying like give him a spot on the next season or whatever like i don't think that production will respect him as like a mm -hmm. candidate anymore because of the like shady way he went about informing them of the medical thing so like i do feel like it was like this time or never and so like and like I, it's cool that we got to know Jackson and like see him on the show. But it does feel like they knew he would reveal his like life story early on, and then be, they could take him out at any point, which like they did. And like he, they did have a mention of him having been like dizzy for ten hours or whatever. So like obviously that's really concerning. But yeah. how is the medical team on production like allowing this to even be a possibility in the first yeah. place? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. It feels at least a little negligent. I agree. I feel like, like, the part, I don't know, there's a part of me that wants to, like, just assume that they really just wanted, like, Jackson to have this great time. But like I said, then just, like, let him have a little Fijian vacation if he's already... They like, don't... Yeah. 
reality TV production does not care about the contestants having a good time. They sure. care about yeah. being able to put together a lucrative uh product like that's fair yeah <laughs> uh, that that's the thing that makes me always kind of lean a little more on production of any show being a little bit shady for sure and i agree I'd like this like you said this should not have happened that really sucks for jackson it sucks i don't know for everyone involved it sucked for marianne who was like so devastated i felt so bad for her um yeah i i just you know if they do an all-stars like yeah like you said sam i doubt they would bring back jackson but i would not be opposed to seeing jackson somewhere else on television why not seems like a lot of fun yeah but i'm brother mm -hmm. yes or amazing race that'd be fun with his wife that'd be awesome true but i He's... that night have to watch i don't want to watch the amazing that's that's totally fair <laughs> He seems um, great. Um, I'm glad, like, even though it was exploitative, I'm happy that his story is out there. Like, mm -hmm. I just feel like there are, I'm glad that, like, there are new trans narratives being put forward by the show yeah. literally at all after, like, mm -hmm. nearly, oh, yeah, it's been five years since Game Changers started because I moved Jesus. to New York on the day of the Game Changer premiere. Uh, and so I, like, I'm so glad that finally we're getting a new trans contestant and they're like showing that like they are going to like put these sorts of people who do exist out on their show. Like, and it seemed like it was such a positive step. Like they were like really trying yeah. to like show a positive story and like a very captivating character. Um, and so I can only hope that with 43 and 44 that they are going to continue. Yes. They're like, yes, yes we can put a trans person on the show and they won't be violently outed by a, another horrible person that we hate <laughs> yeah oh yeah I, i've been thinking that we should i mean not that we don't want to mention we would want to mention him every single episode but we instead of saying we're a survivor superman podcast i was considering saying we are a pro queer anti jeff varner podcast that's just implied though honestly yeah oh what a terrible terrible man okay yeah so everybody on the <laughs> taku tribe is really upset obviously it seems like jackson had already made a huge impression on them as well um mm -hmm. after like they had this like that we had the big fire fire talk scene earlier where he talked all about how he applied as a girl previously and now like he after he's transitioned he started transitioning like eight years ago and like he talked all about his mom dying and his dad and him getting close together and his wife getting to meet his parents finally it was oh what a beautiful 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 story i'm glad we got to hear it even though it was terribly overall <laughs> done <Yeah. laughs> yes and though obviously i think that the way the situation was done is not great um for the previous things i said if we had gotten this story from jackson episode one and then he was still in the episodes after it i would have been like mm, they showed us it so early what does it mean is he mm. going home next week so it's like at least uh, that's not a worry we know right agreed i'm um, mainly mad because it, I, in my boyfriend's family survivor pool, they do it in a way where everybody gets randomly sorted a character, and oh. Jackson was mine. And oh, <laughs> so no. now I'm just like fully out, like 20 no! minutes into the episode. Not that. Oh my gosh. Not the best. <laughs> um, I'm just, a, you're in an 18 person draft? Yeah. What the hell? Okay. That's, That's a whole a other issue. Um, the, other, the only other way to get points is to correctly guess 
who will be in the final three and the order. And I have until Tuesday to put in my picks. So if you guys have any thoughts on that, we can. I guess we can save that for Edric's section. Oh, yes. Um, do we want to talk about the other person we lost in this episode? Poor little Zach? Yeah. Poor um, little Zach. I have basically nothing to say about the immunity challenge, so we can definitely get yes. right on <laughs> like, to that. Honestly. Yeah, it, they, they dragged a thing. Um, it was extra hard because it was designed for six people to do, but yeah, it was done literally. by five people. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like Zach got back to the beach and was like, "Yep, I'm the only one who messed up, and I know I'm on the chop." I, I feel like he made himself be like on the chopping block. Yeah, but just sad because he seemed like he had good connections with like Romeo. Like he seemed like someone I thought was like gonna be around a while in the game. Like just preseason, he seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders, understood the game. Um, and, like, did not stick out like a sore thumb in his tribe, but, like, it just, like, did not work out. I think it's because it seems like Tori uh, has, like, did a better job of making connections, is, like, my sort of view of what happened here with this vote, because it ended up being literally unanimous, like. I also just feel like from what we saw, like, I don't really even feel like we saw Zach scrambling much at all, or, like, trying to get people to vote for Tori, like all we really saw from Zach was him apologizing for messing up the puzzle and then like talking to Tori one on one about like how he has no hard feelings for her. So, like, it doesn't, it's like I'm sure he was like trying to do stuff, but like we didn't even see that on the show. I also mm-hmm. wouldn't even be surprised if he realized that it was looking like him and he went and looked for an idol until it was time to leave and didn't find it. And then as sure. a result, hadn't talked to anyone. Like, obviously, that's total fan fiction that I just made up in my head, but I could <laughs> see that happening. Right. Because he's clearly like a huge fan. He even ma- name checks Survivor Wiki in his outro, which I love. He's like, yeah, I don't know. What a cutie. I'm sad we lost him so early. I agree. But in, honestly, it seemed like there were a lot of different ways that this could have gone. Like, a, a lot of people's names were thrown around. Mm-hmm. Brock's Roy was thrown around by Drea. And, like, we saw an alliance between those two and Romeo form earlier in the episode. And, like, yeah. Tori almost went home, too. So, like, it definitely wasn't, like, a definite Zach thing. Like, I truly, like, if he hadn't been on the puzzle, like, he probably wouldn't have gone home at all. It yeah, seems he wasn't to me. doomed. Yeah. Right. I agree. But I do love that he is the, what, second person to go home with, like, it's just, like, one person got na- their name book written down. Yes. I forget what the statistic is. The, he said in his uh, thing, in his exit confessional, that he is the only person to be voted out unanimously, because usually the person who gets voted out also is able to vote in blah, 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 that sort of right. thing. Right. But the prior mentioned notorious turf of survivor jeff varner (laughs) also i think was voted uh out unanimously because he didn't cast a vote or something they didn't vote at all at that they did it was like a verbal in public because i because didn't jeff just go there's no need to vote varner's going home right didn't isn't that what happened he just got like a verbal confirmation and i feel like everyone was like yeah like no one was gonna be like no i want to vote i really feel like they didn't actually write it down no, yeah, they definitely so didn't write it counts. down because I I remember they definitely didn't write it down because I had a conspiracy theory that they did this so that they would have to show it on air and couldn't edit it out. But like mm. I like I'm pretty sure that they all talked about it and like voted down the line that like Jeff is going home or something and then yeah. 
regardless. It, Zach, you're the only one who's been unanimously voted on paper. Support a great, a great bullet point on the Wikipedia. And he said that even if he he would he said he said something like he would play every single season if he even if he knew that every single time he would go up first and i that's Aww. such a great energy love zach um good for him wish he was, was able to stick around a bit more yeah um yeah i i loved his little basically it's chocolate moment um with the freaking mm -hmm. not safe i there's there has to be a better way of doing this like there's nothing climactic about a paper no and it's like why is it called a die like i know we've been through this a million times they call it a die and then no point is a die rolled and i just don't understand it's it because so like sense. because they want everybody like they want it to have it's it's a it's the thing where like every every tribal it's a one and six so like but if two people were rolling separate dies that would be like however many exponential i don't know math but it wouldn't be the gabby same percentage of safety. well gabby got it wrong just just to say <laughs> she didn't know Ooh. she didn't know the truth the true tea but like regardless i do agree that like if they're gonna do this i don't care about the one in six percent chance safety or whatever like literally make them roll the dot make like, have a giant even, box even if they're not gonna have that like if they had some sort of like envelope or something and they have you pick the one that you want and then that goes into the urn and then jeff yeah. picks that out first and is like one person used the shot in the dark let's see what happened Ooh, nothing at least mm -hmm. then that's like a little bit theatrical zach is just kind of like let me unfurl this scroll and then be sad <laughs> that it says that i'm not safe yeah it's just like doesn't make good tv it's like they really want the Michelle flipping the coin thing again, but like just don't want to flip a coin anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, obviously, bizarre. we are all on the side of don't do this. But, yeah, but at least I he, agree. he was smart enough to know that he needed to try. Yeah, this yeah. is his only option, which is, yeah. But then, fine. so wait, since obviously by doing the shot in the dark, he lost his vote. And every other vote was for him and was nullified. How would the revote work? So would it, would it just, just be, be they all vote drop? again and he's safe? I think I that is accurate. Yes, yeah, like he would be safe. The other five would vote, vote oh again. It would be very funny if it was like you're safe and as a result you get the sole vote and get to decide who goes. Oh my god, that would be insane, actually. <laughs> I mean, if they um, wanted people to use the shot in the dark, <laughs> that would be a one way to do it. Yes. It's like, oh, by the way, you just get to choose who goes home instead. Um, it sounds like something new Survivor would want to do. They would. I feel like that. Jeff Probst should love that. Keep this audio away from Jeff Probst. Yeah, <laughs> this is dangerous. Do not. I came up with here. a terrible twist that I was shocked they hadn't done. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I cannot believe that there hasn't been a twist that is like, Keep this advantage, and if you make it to final tribal, you have an extra jury vote. Like, I don't understand how it hasn't happened yet. Like, it's such a terrible, terrible idea, but I, like, have to imagine it's been talked about. But how would you prove to a piece of paper that you've outplayed, mm -hmm. outwitted, <laughs> and outlast? You can't tell that to a piece of paper. How would they understand? I found advantages. That's all they say at final tribal anyway, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. I... I found advantages and I voted correctly and I'm still here. Uh, I, yeah. I, I did also... Hmm? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think they did do that in Australian Survivor, but the person got voted out. Don't quote me on that. Anyway. 
I believe you. I would okay. never I... know. <laughs> but what were you going to say, Kirsten? I was going to say, the only other thing that I feel like we didn't talk about at all is um, Tori being like, I'm going to go look for an idol, and I'm going to tell them I'm looking for uh, tarot leaves? I don't know what. <laughs> tarot. Some, some sort of plant. And then she is like, I know it looks bad, but also they'll never know because I said I was looking for food. And then even in confessional, she's just doubling down. Like, I was looking for food for the tribe and now I'm in trouble. No, you weren't. You told us you were looking for an idol. It's not a rumor. They just figured you out. She's I so loved, irritating. I love that scene because like, it was like her out on the path being like, and they'll never know. It instantly it's like rest of development like instantly cut to everybody at camp being like she's obviously looking for an idol yeah um yeah and i love that zach thought it was like tarot cards or so, for some reason like me too this is not a word that has been used on survivor at all ever in the canon Mm -hmm. like it's what just, kind of plant is this do we know have we looked it up i feel like it's the I, they the fact that they all like knew the name but like some of them pronounce it differently oh. to me says that it like probably in their little guidebook that they get it them. is no so we've seen this before when they had like the cooking lesson last season mm, okay. it's called tarot root and it looks like it's a type of potato type of root oh it's like a I root eat. yeah it looks it's a starchy root vegetable with a mildly sweet taste it looks delicious i would eat taro oh i've eaten this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like yeah no this is at my grocery store That's it's potato-esque yeah it's getting potato it, they also showed her um like brooming at the camp at one point just like that nothing was made of it and nobody talked about it but at one point she was like brushing stuff around at the camp like using leaves so i i thought that she was gathering that kind of thing but like i had no idea what she was doing in that moment she was just like sweeping around <laughs> clearing yeah. the area yeah that was so fucking funny i was like the perfect stinger to a really hilarious scene um, very bizarre yes <laughs> but do we have any other thoughts on the episode before we go into the edgic of it all i just i i'm stuck on like i really felt like the blue tribe could have gone a bunch of different ways it seemed like there's a lot of um con conflict in the group like I even in the majority that formed like they all wanted to vote for each other at one point and like had full standoffs where people were like we're not doing that I'm absolutely not voting for Tori or like that sort of thing so like mm -hmm. I felt like up until the challenge ended like I didn't really care that much about the blue tribe mm -hmm. almost at all and then like afterward I was like there's a lot going on here <laughs> almost it's too in, much yeah it's like a weird group this was like my the one I found least interesting going into the game, I think. Um, and they're just like, I don't know. I think it's because this whole cast is just like a bunch of cuckoo people. So it's like, of course, even the most boring tribe is like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. And I don't know. I'm, I want to see all these tribes go to tribal pre-merge, please. I would love that. Like, that's my wish. I know um, Puya has a theory that the blue tribe is going to go a bunch because they're like the physically smallest tribe. Sure. Um, other than Roxroy. Uh, yeah. I we think we're, we're in for a full on tribe dissolution. Maybe. I would be down. Like I, I definitely can see them going multiple times because of all of the like, conflict they set up in this episode. Like 
Drea was like, Roxroy didn't do literally anything in the challenge. And Tori was like, yeah, I know. Like, he set up our camp. And he's like, then it's like, thanks, bye. And then she was like, yeah. And he like put the fire together. And Dre was like, um, I did the fire. And Tori was like, oh my God, yeah. So like, it seems like there's a lot going on where they're going to like take out some very strong people in their mm-hmm. group, which I could be very exciting. Let's get weaker like, and weaker. I love that. That's the ideal tribe. <laughs> Drea and Romeo being the new Malcolm and Denise. Uh, like, it works. I would like to see it. Me too. That sounds amazing to me. That's the ideal outcome of whatever is going on here with Blue. Oh, I meant Shannon um, Ricardo, I guess, to be new era sure, about it. If we're gonna be the new era, okay. Um, no, you just <laughs> wanted to bring up um, your favorite. <laughs> well, Malcolm did talk about Dementors, uh, and so you know, it fits in. Interesting. <laughs> it was a different time, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was okay then. It was. I mean, it, like you said, it like was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as cringy, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, do we want to get into the uh, Kirsten? Are you down to edge it out with us? I, I would love to hear your thoughts so that okay. I can hopefully win money in my work um, pool. Fierce. Okay. Um, I I'll let Sam start because, like I said before we started this call, I'm just like a little confused by this episode, but. We'll see. Sam, what are you thinking? I am also confused. Like, I feel like there are <laughs> a lot of people who had good premieres, but I do, like, there are th- there are certain things that we look for in these edgy starts where people are like, I'm looking to go on a journey. The things I'm like, when, like, I think Mariah, like, her only, conf- her, like, one of her only confessionals this episode was like, I'm going to find myself in this game or something. And it's just like, you instantly write that person off, like, terrible opening confessional you'll never win the game <laughs> like people like Roxroy who are like already getting like super negative stuff like you could it's it's much easier to write people off than it is to like find the next winner of the game but there are people who I'm looking at based on like what we saw on the show that like I do feel like had really strong premieres and I feel like Omar and Marianne are really really solid off of the first episode like but like we got to know them a lot and specifically with Omar I felt like we were getting a lot of really random like inserts of him like it didn't make any sense for him to be getting all of this I felt like it was a very Michelle Fitzgerald thing where like it's just like why are we hearing from him about this like when Jackson got pulled out of the game Omar was like yeah the uh survival elements of this show are so important because it like brings you closer to people it's like what that didn't even really make sense for like the scene like mm-hmm. in, like if if we were gonna hear from anybody on this i would have assumed it would be marianne or jackson but like it was omar being like saying the most generic platitude in the world and then sure. marianne in her um prisoner dilemma scene she was like i'm not here for the million dollars so that was at first i was like ding ding okay scary. bye girl like yeah. gone but the, but she, she was like i'm here for the title of soul survivor and to show people that you can succeed by being yourself and how i'm gonna do well is by just remaining myself and like being weird and that's okay and like that mm-hmm. sort of thing so like i felt like that was good calling your shot more on omar i feel like his opening confessional about the pigeon into the owl thing was like interesting obviously very close to what erica said but that's this is where i'm coming at it from a very this is where i'm coming at it from a meta level where i'm like we heard from jeff at the beginning of the show that these people haven't seen 41 so i'm sort of like is this being proven by the fact that he is able to show like say the exact same thing like i i don't know i don't know what that directly 
correlates, but yeah. those are the first two people that are sticking out to me. And I, I, I'll scan through my notes to see if I had other thoughts, but like there were certain people who like, like Daniel started out with his story and I thought it was a good job, but then he's ended up being like, I'm actually out here to show kids that you can be out here. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to win. Okay. Per. Um, yeah, I agree with that for um, both Omar and Marianne. I think with Omar, though, it's like, yeah, like maybe the story is like they fall for the same trick that the 41ers fell for with Erica. Yeah. But I feel like it's more like they don't want to like give the winner the exact same story they gave last season. Like to me, that kind of wrote him off a little quickly mm-hmm. for me. Was like, I, are they going to tell the same story again, but with birds? <laughs> like, I just didn't really see that for him. It was like a lot very quickly. Um, but I don't know if it's like, if Omar wins, then he's like a really loud, fun personality. Mm-hmm. So of course we're going to see a lot of him. Um, I really loved Jenny's premiere. Honestly, I think she like proved herself to like, like we were saying before, every time she stepped up, she succeeded. And like the show reinforced that too. Like we never got like, Oh boy, here comes Jenny, like trying to take lead or whatever. It was just like, yep, Jenny did what she said she was going to do. And she succeeded and everyone liked what she did. Like, I, um, my yeah. thing with Jenny's edit is that everything we got about her, we had to. Where, like, she was the person doing the triangle, she was the person doing the puzzle, she was the person who went to the prisoner's island. And it's like, you have to show this person because they're the one on screen, like, doing the thing that production put in front of them. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it was like, no one had, like, like uh, Erica, I feel like last season, even though, like, it was a quieter premiere for her, she still had, like, enough that I was like, oh, this is, like, interesting we should like keep an eye on her and then they made her invisible for the next few episodes so um that i think that's also the confusion i'm like i just don't really know what to look for anymore with survivor winner edits like i guess i mean the fact that erica had a good like a decent premiere is enough to be like okay well the winner should at least have a good first episode like that's a fair statement but like did anyone even have like i guess like i feel like tori had a bad episode but did anyone else I feel like a lot of people in the blue tribe did where like especially Rock Roy did yeah. a bad job but then Andrea were just, like Okay people... so I'm I'm confused about that because I as like I and like I I get edgic information from people like you from like Colin Stone and Matt Lagoria, and you always steer me wrong anyways for the most part but um I just I, like I came away liking Rock Roy from watching the premiere and I don't understand mm-hmm. what he did that was bad I feel like already being embroiled in this conflict and like being shown at having these like needless arguments with people are is like bad. And I also feel like um, his self comparison where he was like, this is nothing I'm used to. Like I being a stay at home dad did nothing to prepare me to be on survivor or whatever. Like I really have to learn that this is nothing like what I do in my day to day is like, I feel like not the story that survivor likes to tell. They like to, I I feel like they like to show their winner, like having come in fully formed and like already experienced in survivor in some way. Okay. Yes. Because I took that as like him making an early mistake but instantly recognizing it and like learning but i guess Mm. from the perspective of survivor storytelling that makes sense okay yeah i think that could be part of it but i think what like took me away from thinking like it could be like kind of like nick had an episode like that where he like started the episode like everyone hated him and wanted him off and then he like turns it around by the end of the episode but like for rocks where it was like he had that whole speech like sam said about like 
I can't treat people like kids out here. And then the very next scene was like him with Swati and like, he's like, are you going to clean your shoes? Like that was the very next thing we got from him. So I was like, even though it was like a cute scene between them, like that she like laughed it off. um, I think that was just them reinforcing like, yeah, that is his struggle. (laughs) He doesn't know how to treat people like adults. Speaking Um, of Swati, I do feel like she had a good premiere. I feel like I like, I think that she did like, we saw good stuff from her in the, post challenge stuff but like i do think that her like lying and saying she's 20 and us not instantly being told that she's actually 18 is something that's just like if this was the winner like we would know that i feel like or they mm-hmm. like i felt like they would like would care enough impressed by that like oh she's yeah this up. agreed um and dre i feel like had like a really rough one because like literally her first confession was like i could be too much for people <laughs> and then like i just feel like the rest of the episode reinforce that in some ways where she i mean obviously she seems like she's like in a really good position in her tribe like tori was talking to her zach was talking to her everyone seems to be on good terms with her it still was like i don't know like the impression was that she is like playing really hard um so i didn't like that for dre even though she's like seems like a really fun person i would like love for her to win (laughs) i was Mm -hmm. like oh i don't like that as your first confessional is like i could be too much for people yeah, yeah, I love her, but I feel like they didn't. Like, I love her independently of what they showed me. Correct. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. She's. I feel like she's just going to be a fun character. And I feel like if this does go the way of, like, um, Ua, um, like, I, I think she's, like, long for the, like, I think she's going to be one of the survivors of that if there is, like, a big blue blowout. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because she's like one of the few people who were not targeted in this, yes. in this episode. Yeah, on that was fun. Um, when like uh, um, I was like, oh, a man is for sure going home this episode. That's awesome. <laughs> like I was so excited when we learned that. Um, yeah, th- I feel like that's my only real edgy thoughts. I, otherwise, I'm just like kind of lost. And but that's good, fun. That's fun for me. So I'm sorry yeah. we can't help you earn money, Kristen. <laughs> it's fine. So the way the one works that I am doing is that you lock in a winner pick at the beginning, and the mm. earlier you like lock in the correct winner pick, the more points it's worth. So I oh. pre I preseason um locked in Marianne because I like her smile. <laughs> so I'm gonna continue with her as my pick until she either wins or is voted out of the game. Uh, and then you put points on who you think might go home, and I just kind of had a few points on a couple of people and I uh, managed to do that. So I just need to decide who I'm going to put points on for this upcoming week. I think I put some on uh, Daniel, a couple Mm. on Tori. I think I put, uh, I heavily spread them on the blue tribe actually. (laughs) That's a good way to hedge your bets. I would say. Um, Before we wrap Edric stuff, I do, I meant to mention Mike. Like I feel like Mike also had a really solid premiere where we learned a lot about him. We learned he and Jenny are close and it was like, I felt like uh, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff for Mike too. He's like, I feel like he's a fun character that we would hear from anyway. But it was good that he like was like, yeah, I don't want them to do the water bucket challenge because I know it'll put a target on me. So I'm going to sway them to not do it. And then it worked. Like he did exactly what he said he was going to do. So that was good for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I have good feelings about the Green Tribe overall. Me too. I like, and we already got like a we we saw Lydia and higher clothes, which I yes. like. Obviously, it's like I just feel like so frequently in these shows, like you have these faves either preseason or like pre-merge where they haven't met yet, and you're just like, oh, and then they always hate each other and like <laughs> yeah. don't align. But, but don't like worry, Lydia the and High 
being canonically connected and like being shown to us i was just like literally yes thank you lords out there uh but i you know unfortunately i i mean we'll have to see how it progresses but mm -hmm. i don't think uh high's premiere was specifically something we would look at as a winner edit and unfortunately my pre-game winner pick chanel <laughs> was nowhere to be seen um so we you know i'll have to uh reassess i know i'm feeling good about my marianne pick i'm in this with you kirsten like nice marianne yeah i, I think marianne that. has a high high chance of winning off of this premiere H -A -I. We will stand until the wheels fall off i can't wait i know I'm so i also I did love uh, Hi being like, I have such a specific skincare routine. And it's like, girl, you're on Survivor. Uh, you don't have your skincare anyways. And somebody was like, mud is good for your skin. And he's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect, like everyone on this cast, I'm like, how have they not been on the show already? Like, yeah. so fun. Um, also, and I'm really excited. Mud is not just like good for your skin bar not like there's <laughs> there's good mud and bad mud that's okay i'll take your word for it <laughs> um yeah so um i'm so excited for 42 this is already a really fun season fun cast um kirsten do you want to tell the people where they can find you on the internet yes i would love to um you can listen to me talk about bridgerton over on post show recaps uh, oh. season two is coming um but we're just wrapping up some season one coverage before that uh also uh i have a weekly bojack horseman rewatch podcast with Lindsay wilson that's super fun sam has been on quite a bit um he's a beloved <laughs> guest i love um, bojack horse pod yeah, Bojack Horseman is very fun. So I I feel like if people I feel like people who like Bitter Jurors Pod would probably also like Bojack Horse Pod. So um definitely check that out as well. This week, Temptation Island is coming back. So I will be covering that on the hot dummies on Island Speed over at Rob Has a Podcast. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. Thank and you for don't forget about those Big Brother Canada recaps too. Oh, and yes, uh, Big Brother Canada is happening. I will be on some of that on Rob Has a Podcast. I'm uh, not sure when my next appearance will be. Love. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at Sam Stanish pretty much everywhere, except when I'm not able to get that <laughs> username. I'm at Moon Selector, I guess. Uh, TikTok and Twitch really ruining things for me. Mm -hmm. But um, I have started rereading Homestuck, and I'm streaming that on my Twitch pretty regularly. Uh, you could, I usually just post about it on Twitter when I'm going to go live. Wow. Uh, well, I'm at Rain Derricks on Twitter, uh, and you can listen to uh, my other podcast, Shadow Play Gays. We are at Shadow Play Gays on Twitter with our good friend Christine Palin. We are literally like three episodes away from finishing Revolutionary Girl Utna. It's so exciting, so sad. Um, I'm not ready to say goodbye to these anime lesbians, but that's that's just life, you know. So listen while you still can. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and don't forget to uh, rate and review this podcast yeah. on Apple Podcasts and follow at Better Drew's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I am so proud of us. Between the end of season 41 and the start of season 42, we gained like 200 followers. So, wow. I, you know, that's like all thanks to us being hilarious on the internet. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's just sort of the kind of, like, that's just one metric that you can think about. You're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Why don't I go check out their Twitter feed? Uh, you know, it, Erica Kazupanon calls it funny. So like, she said she LOLs to it. 
So I mean, yeah, and she's alone. not lying. She's right, and she should say it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, we're friends with cool people like Kirsten. So like, what is not to love? Yay. Like, come on. Thanks for calling <laughs> me cool. That feels really special. Yeah, <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> um, well, um, thank you both so much, and see you all next week for more, hopefully, more shenanigans. I hope. Yes. Me too. Uh, bye, Thanks, Kirsten. Bye. bye.